Ghost Factory, the last word is what? I'm writing this from memory. Some mine, but not all. The facts won't sync with the reality, but they'll be close. And there's no one to say otherwise. So for all intents and purposes, this will be the history of a settlement we called Palamon, and the horrors that followed in all too brief peace. I remember home and stories of a paradise we'd all get to see someday, of a city shining even in the night. Palamon didn't shine, but it was a sanctuary of a sort. We'd settled in the heart of a range that stretched to the horizon wooded mountains that shot with purpose toward the sky. Winters were harsh, but the trees and peaks hid us from the world. We talked about moving on, sometimes, striking out for the city, but it was just a longing. Drifters came and went. On occasion they would stay, but rarely. We had no real government, but there was rule of law. Basic tenets agreed upon by all, and eventually overseen by Magistrate Loken. And there you have it. No government, till there was. I was young, so I barely understood. I remember Loken as a hard-working man who just became broken. Mostly, I think he was sad. Sad and frightened. As his fingers tightened on Palamon, people left. Those who stayed saw our days become gray. Loken's protection from the fallen, from ourselves, became dictatorial. Looking back, I think maybe Loken had just lost too much of himself, his family. But everyone lost something, and some of us had nothing to begin with. My only memory of my parents is a haze, like a daydream and a small light like the spark of their souls. It's not anything I dwell on. They left me early, taken by dregs. And Palamon raised me from there. The family I call my own, well, called my own, cared for me as if I was their natural born son. And life was good. Being the only life I knew, my judgment is skewed. And it wasn't easy, pocked by loss as it was. But I would call it good. Until, of course, it wasn't. Until two men entered my world. One a light, the other the darkest shadow I would ever know. Jaron Ward, my third father, and quite possibly my closest friend, came to Palamon from the south. I was just a boy. I'll never forget his silhouette on the empty trail as he made his slow walk into town. 
I'd never seen anything like him. Maybe none of us had. He'd said he was only passing through, and I believed him. Still do. But life can get in the way of intent, and often does. I can picture that day with near-perfect clarity. All the details, though. Every nuance. Every moment. The memory that really sticks in my mind is the iron on Jaren's hip. The cannon that looked both pristine and lived in. Like a relic of every battle he'd ever fought, hung low at his waist. A trophy. And a warning. This man was dangerous. But there was a light about him, a pureness to his weight, that seemed to hint that his ire was something earned, not carelessly given. I'd been the first to see him as he approached, but soon most of Palamon had turned out to greet him. My father held me back as everyone stood in silence. Darren didn't make a sound beneath his sleek racer's helmet. He looked just like the heroes in the stories, and to this day, I'm not sure one way or the other if the silence between the townspeople and the adventurer was born of fear or respect. I like to think the latter, but any truth I try to place on the moment would be of my own making. As we waited for Magistrate Loken to arrive and make an official greeting, my patience got the best of me. I shook free of my father's heavy hand and made the short sprint across the court, stopping a few paces from where this new curiosity stood. A man unlike any other. I stared up at him, and he lowered his attention to me, his eyes hidden behind the thick tinted visor of his headgear. My sight quickly fell to his sidearm. I was transfixed by it. I imagined all the places that weapon had been. All the wonders it had seen, the horrors it had endured. My imagination darted from one heroic act to the next. I barely registered when he began to kneel, holding out the iron as if in offering. My eyes locked onto the piece, mesmerized. I recalled turning back to my father and seeing the looks on the faces of everyone I knew. There was worry there. My father slowly shaking his head as if pleading with me to ignore the gift. I turned back to the man I would come to know as Jaron Ward, the finest hunter this system may ever know, and one of the greatest guardians to ever defend the traveler's light. And I took the weapon in my hand, carefully, gently, not to use but to observe, to imagine, to feel its weight and know its truth. That was the first time I held last word, but unfortunately, not the last. Ghost Fragments, Dark Age 2. Loken's men found Jaron Ward in the courtyard where this had all began. Nine guns trained on him. Nine cold hearts awaiting the order. Magistrate Loken, standing behind them, looked 
pleased with himself. Jaron Ward stood in silence. His ghost peeked out over his shoulder. Logan took in the crowd before stepping forward, as if to claim the ground, his ground. You question me? There was venom in his words. This is not your home. I remember Logan's gestures here, making a show of it all. Everyone else was still, quiet. I tugged at my father's sleeve, but he just tightened his grip on my shoulder to the point of pain. His way of letting me know that this was not the time. I'd watched Jaren's every move over the past months, mapping his effortless gestures and slight, earned mannerisms. I'd never seen anything like him. He was something I couldn't comprehend, yet I felt I understood all I needed the moment I'd seen him. He was more than us, not better, not superior, just more. I wanted Father to stop what was happening. Looking back now, I realized that he didn't want to stop it. No one did. As Logan belittled Jaron Ward, taunted him, enumerated his crimes and sins, my eyes were stuck on Jaron's pistol, fixed to his hip, his steady hand resting calmly on his belt. I remembered the pistol's weight, effortless, and my concern faded. I understood. This is our town, my town. Logan was shouting now. He was going to make a show of Jaron, teach the people of Palamon a lesson in obedience. Jaron spoke, clear, calm, not anymore. Logan laughed dismissively. He had nine guns on his side. Those gonna be your last words then, boy? The movement was flash, quick as chain lightning. Jaron Ward spoke as he moved. Yours, not mine. Smoke trailed from Jaron's revolver. Logan hit the ground, a dark hole in his forehead. Eyes staring into eternity. Jaron stared down the nine guns trained on him. One by one, they lowered their aim. And the rest of my life began. Where, in a few short years, so many others would be ended. Ghost Fragment, The Last Word, Three. Fourth night of the seventh moon. Nine rises since any sign. Trail wasn't cold, but lukewarm would have been an exaggeration. Jaron had us hold by a ravine. The heavy wood along the cliff's edge caught the wind, holding back the cold, and the rush of water muffled our conversation. 
We'd seen dual skiffs hanging low as they cut through the valley. Wasn't known fallen territory, but anymore that's a dangerous assumption. There were six of us then. Three less than two moons prior, but still, one more than when we'd first turned our backs to Palamon's ash. We took a rotation for watch during the night. Movement was kept to a minimum, and communication was down to hand signals and simple gestures. We could hold our own in a fight, but only the dead went looking for one. It was a hard truth that cut in direct opposition to our reasons for being so far from anything resembling civilization, much less our safety. The skiffs had spooked Kressler and Nada, and in truth, me as well. But looking back, I think we were all just grasping for any good reason to turn back. Not because we would turn back, because it seemed to be our only real hope. I think we all knew it. Forward. Where we were headed. Into the unknown. And following the footsteps we were. It all just started to feel like a never-ending dead end after a while. Jaren never wavered though. Not once. At least not to any noticeable degree. It was his drive, his conviction that kept us going. And it's hard to think on. But if I'm honest, it was his death that rekindled my own fire. A fire that was all but exhausted on that cold night. He seemed confident we were close, but more than confident, sure. He seemed sure. No one else felt it. Our own confidence and any enthusiasm we'd had was set to wither as soon as Brevin, Trent, and Mel were gunned down. The ghost. Jaren's ghost never said a word to any of us. Just hung there, always alert, always judging. Not us per se, but the moment. Any moment. I never got the sense it thought of us as lesser, more that it was guarded, wary. We knew it could speak. We'd overheard them a few times. Just brief words and no one ever pressed the subject. From time to time I caught its gaze lingering on me. I always assumed the attention was a result of the bond Jaren and I had. He was a father to me. At the time I didn't know why he'd singled me out as someone to care for. Someone to protect. After all the loss, I welcomed it, but looking back, 
taking in the arm's length at which he kept the others. I guess I should have known, or at least suspected there was more to it. We all woke that night, closer to morning than the previous day. Crack of gunfire split through the wood, then more. Far off, but near enough to pump the blood. A familiar ring. Last word. Jaren's sidearm. His best friend. Then another. A single shot. An unmistakable echo calling through the night. Hushed. Cutting. One shot. Dark and infernal. Followed by silence. We crouched low and quiet, listening, hoping. Jaron was gone, off on his own. Maybe we were closer than we'd allowed ourselves to believe. Too close. He'd gone to face death alone. I couldn't admit it. Not at the time, but he thought he was protecting us. After such a long road, years on its heels, a trail littered with suffering and fire, Maybe he just couldn't take the thought of any more dead kids, as he called us. The echoes faded, we all held still. No way to track the direction. No sense in rushing blind. What was done was done. The cadence of the shots fired told a story none of us cared to hear. Last word, it hadn't been. And somewhere in the world, close enough for us to bear absent witness, but far enough to be a dream, Jaron Ward, late dead or dying, there is nothing to be done. Hours passed. An eternity. We held our spot. But as the sun rose, the others began to fade back into the world. Without Jaren, there was nothing holding us together. No driving force. Vengeance had grown stale as a motivator. Fear and a longing to see more suns rise drove a wedge between duty and desire. By midday I was alone. Couldn't leave. Wouldn't. Either I would find Jaron and set him at ease, 
where the other would find me. That would be a fitting end. Death marching on. But then, promotion. Quick and darting. My muscles tensed, and my hand shot to the grip of my lead slinger. Then a confirmation of the horrible truth I had already accepted. As Jaren's ghost came to a halt a few paces in front of me. I exhaled and slumped forward, still standing, but broken. The tiny lad looked me over with a curious tilt to its axis and shot a beam of light over my body, scanning me as it had done the very first time we met. staring into its singular glowing eye and it spoke the noble man stood and the people looked to him for he was a beacon hope given form yet still only a man and within that truth there was great promise. If one man could stand against the night, then so too could anyone, everyone. In his strong hand the man held a rose, and his aura burned bright. When the man journeyed on, the people remembered. In his wake hope spread, but the man had a secret fear. His thoughts were dark. A sadness crept from the depths of his being. He'd been a hero for so long, but pride had led him down sorrow's road. Slowly the shadow's whisper became a voice, a dark call, offering glories enough to make even the brightest light wander. He knew he was fading, yet he still yearned. On his last day, he sat and watched the sun fall. His final thoughts, pure of mind, if not body, held to a fleeting hope. Though they would suffer for the man he would become, the people would remember him as he had been. So the noble man hid himself beneath the darkness no flesh should touch and gave up his mortal self to claim a new birthright. Whether this was choice or destiny is a truth only known to fate. In that cool evening air, as dusk was devoured by night, the noble man ceased to exist. In his place, another stood. Same meat, same bone, so very different. The first and only of his family, the sole forebear and last descendant of the name Yor. In his first moments as a new being, he looked down at his robes, 
realized for the first time that it had no petals, only the jagged purpose of angry thorns. Ghost fragments, thorn too. Can I see what you got there? Your cat, can I see it? I know you. Not that I could say. And you want to hold my peace. Just that I never seen one like it. No, you haven't. Looks dangerous. Seems maybe that's the point. Suppose so. Can I see it? Not likely. Where'd you find it? You hearing me? He asked you a question. Didn't find it. Made it. Huh. Hell of a touch you got there. You a smith. <laughs> I look like a smith. Looks can be deceiving. Got that right. There a problem? Doesn't need to be. I'm glad we got that cleared up. Now, about that piece. Been to Luna? Excuse me? The moon. You been? Nobody's been. That a truth? That's a fact. Funny you'd make that distinction. Truth is, you must think you're some kind of something special with that attitude. The way you're just dismissing us like we're nothing. Like we ain't even here. Fact is, you ain't near as rock solid as you figure. The fact is, special's only special till it's not. The bones say otherwise. Speak straight. You say nobody. Bones say otherwise. What bones? All of them. Where did you get in there? Too many to count. You trying to get a rile out of us? Was only making conversation. You really weren't. We got a smart one here. Experienced more than smart. But experience has its advantages. Experience tell you to live off to strangers just trying to make talk? Keep insisting. Maybe we will. Talk? Have words. Ain't that what we're doing? My conversations tend to be a bit louder. That a threat? A truth. Who the hell do you think you are? According to your facts, nobody. And here I sit. Don't matter much how pretty your cannon is. You keep it up, we'll see just how loud you like to get. You done talking now? Guess he knows his place, boys. Ever have a nightmare? You playing games? They're just thick. I know you have. This world can't help but. I don't have nightmares. I give them. You are a goddamn cliche. The picture-perfect bandit. Hearing your voice, the things you're saying, the shade of a hard man you pretend to be. Ain't no shade! Sit down. Sit. Down. Your mouth just got your friends dead. This is what happens when you bore me. Right now, I'm so very bored. What? No, li listen. But, but, you're a, you're one of them, a guardian, right? You're supposed to be one of the good ones. Supposed to be? Maybe I am. Maybe this is what good looks like. Anymore, who can tell? I... You wanted to see my prize. No. Look at it. I... I... Whimpering won't stop what comes next. Look. Look at it. Open your eyes. Not many get to see such a clean view. The bone. You see it. Jagged. Like thorns. 
I used to think of it as a rose, focusing on its bloom. But the bloom is just a byproduct of its anger. You have nightmares. You ever seen a nightmare? Ever opened your eyes and realized that the horror, it wasn't a dream. The terror wasn't gone. I've seen nightmares, but once you step into those shadows, it's so very hard to walk in the light. Or maybe I just wasn't strong enough. Maybe. But I feel strong now. I stole the duck. Or maybe it stole me. Either way, here we are. And I'm hungry. It's hungry. You have no light beyond the spark of your pathetic life. But a spark is something. Open your eyes. Ghost Fragment, Storm 3. You are not always this man. True. Then the math says you do not need to remain this man. You can be other. I am other. You can be better. This is better. That matter, at best, is subjective. Then what? Lesser? Some would say. Or what would you say? All we've seen are now here with me. You have no words. I have words. But? But you will not like them. There is much I do not like. More now than ever it would seem. <laughs> I find no laughing matter in your path. Only in the journey. What brought you here was nobility. And my prize. That is no prize. A curse, then? I would say. And I would disagree. You are no longer yourself. I am myself. It's who I was that's gone. Who you were held all the value. To you. To the light. The light. It is all. It is nothing but a crutch. One that has held you up. Only just. Nothing more. Nothing more? You were a hero. And yet people still die. Corruption still exists. Light still fades. And darkness still spreads. As it will ever be. That doesn't mean you give in to... To what? Hope? This is not hope. This is peace. You have blood on your hands. How's that any different than prior? Innocent blood. A matter of perspective. That's the shadow talking. And am I not? The shadow? You know, these past cycles, you've made an honorable effort. Tried your best to correct my course. But I don't know what needs correcting. And if it does? Could be too late. Could be is a winding path. Long way from where I was to where I'm going. That is my hope. That there's still time. For? Corrective measures. The writing of our path. The cleansing of your shadow and a return to the light. 
Why'd you pick me? It doesn't work that way. Was I special? You were. But only as special as any other. You are all special. Seems to contradict the word, don't it? Not in my estimation. If we're all special, are any of us special? Is that what you want? To be special? <laughs> you dismiss, but it's a very serious question. Is that all you're after? Is all of the death worth that badge? Am I not already more than the rest? Looking at you here, now, the smoke, ash, and bone at your feet mark you as so much less. Maybe. And yet here you are. Meaning? You have been at my side every step of the way. Where else would I be? Yet, you disagree so thoroughly with my change in perspective. If only the change was simply one of perspective. Your evolution was no choice. This is not you having to come to an understanding after careful, considered thought. This is corruption. The shadows? The darkness. Maybe so. There is no maybe here. And you think you can save me? I rekindled your light. It falls first to me to aid in its survival. I'm tired of it. You must try. I'm tired of you. That is no longer my name. I will not speak the other. It doesn't matter. This is where we part ways. I will not leave you. I am leaving you. Without me, your journey ahead will be more than any one guardian can handle. That's the point. It's been some time since you saw me as worthy of walking among those I once called brother and sister. Yet, anymore, I feel as though I am worthy of so much more. Without me, you'll die. Someday. Won't be the first time. Consider this my last good deed. I am releasing you of the burden of my deeds, both done and yet to come. I will not abandon you. You will, or I will carve the light from your shell and leave the carcass of my first and last friend in the dirt of this dull red world for no one to find. And I've failed you. Not me. Maybe the man I was. He is truly dead. I believe so. Belief is not fact. Semantics I no longer have the patience for. When you speak of me, use my proper name. Tell them of the man that stands before you. Not the ghost of the hero I once was. You will always be to me. If you cannot let that man go, you will forever taint his legacy. All the good I have ever done will be washed away in the fire of who I have become. If you care, there is still some promise within you. If I am being honest, I only care to give hope to the fragment, huddled masses. When I come upon them, they will have more to lose. Their pain will be greater. Their screams more pure. You... 
nothing dies like a hope. I cherish it. For a monster. Finally, you see the truth. It's truly dead. So I have said, long live, Dragon Yore. This is farewell, but you can only run from your sins so far. In the end, you will die alone. Maybe so. But I gotta tell you, I tend to like my odds. Your tainted rose will not always save you. Old friend. It already has.